Welcome to a new season of Stories Behind Tennessee Tourism, the podcast that pulls back the curtain on all things travel and tourism in this great state of Tennessee. We are pleased to present a series of interviews recorded live and in person at the 2021 Governor's Conference on Hospitality and Tourism. On this episode, we sat down with Mr. Chad Netherland, Director of Marketing and Public Relations at Gatlinburg CVB and fellow gearhead. Design Sensory is blessed to work with Gatlinburg, and Chad, myself, Mary, and Brad work closely to make all things happen. Gatlinburg is nestled in the UNESCO World Heritage Site of the Great Smoky Mountains. It is known throughout the world for world-class outdoor recreation and a variety of nostalgic pastime experiences that's fun for all ages and families. Now, as luck would have it, our work together started just a few months before the pandemic began, but things turned out to be greatly in our favor. As was the case with many outdoor-centric destinations, the pandemic was actually a catalyst for discovery as people look for safe things to do. This tailwind has helped make 2020 and 2021 some of the best performing years on record. We talked about what happened and more on this episode. And I'm just impressed with both of us that we didn't digress into discussions of classic and exotic cars. So buckle up, let's go. Chad, I'm super excited to start off with you. So great to see you as always, my friend. What is cooking? It's Absolutely. your 20-year anniversary. That's right. It's 20 years for Design Sensory, but 225 years for Tennessee. It's just, it's a great year, and I'm happy to be live and alive here, right, after what's been... That's why we're drinking Tennessee. Yeah, it's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a stat that are like 50%, 50, more than 50% of all, uh, uh, I, think it's, I think it is alcohol, I want to say that or whiskey. That, that is exported from the U.S. comes out of Tennessee. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. And I want, I'm like, man, well, I know I, I do my part to keep a lot of that here. <laughs> so just anyway. So oh, we, that's awesome. I, you know, I want to just sort of start out, you know, the theme of a lot of this because of 20 years and 225 years and, and this very challenging year that everybody's had. Right, right. Has sort of been a time to reflect you know, maybe reset, reflect, and get ready for the future. But let's just talk about the last 20 years. Can you think of one one of the more memorable moments in the last 20 years of what you do? You know, there's so many memorable moments that you can think of over over that long of a time frame, you know? And uh, I've got many years in the, the attraction side, many years in the destination marketing side. So there's a, there's a couple that come to mind. I think when you look back to something that's memorable, it always comes back to not just what you're working on or the projects, but really the people you work with too. That that typically makes the, a great experience, you know? And so uh, I remember about nine years ago coming on to the CBB meeting that staff for the first time. They're just creating a convention and visitors bureau. They really are trying to, to uh, figure out what direction they're gonna go. And so it was, uh, it was a very memorable time to come into a role where you have the leadership that they realize and they, they have the, the vision that they need a CVB. But think of all the other CVBs in the U.S. I mean, when, when, are, you, when are you ever coming in on the ground floor to kind of create right. what that's going to look like? Right. You know, very rare. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that is one of the moments that kind of stands out there. And, uh, you know, I worked for Ripley's, believe it or not, for, for many, many years, Ripley Entertainment. Being a part of, 
you know, their 100-year centennial that came up as a company. I mean, they're what 100 year was that? years no. old this past uh, two years ago. They're yeah. 100 years old. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting when you start to hit these marks. Yeah. 20 for you guys at yeah. Sun Century or 220 for Tennessee. And so, yeah, you start looking back, there's uh, so many good ones, right? It's hard to kind of pick what they are. I want to go back for a minute. So it's, you've been nine years mm-hmm. with Gatlinburg CVB. And when you talk about being there at the beginning... Kind of unpack that just a minute for me because I didn't realize that. I, I mean, that was essentially the start of the, of that organization. Yeah, that is correct. You know, they had just started that organization. They were a department of tourism under the city. They did have a chamber of commerce as, as well that had been there for many, many years. However, but as a tourism organization, this was the very first step in moving towards a convention and visitors bureau. And so the the uh, you know I didn't start here, but it actually works out quite well. Chad, uh, your your role with CVB is I'm the uh, director of marketing and public relations. And you've been there for nine years, so you started Since out in that role. I was the original hire for that position, correct? <laughs> so there was no playbook. So my sentence is not up yet. Is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm still well, incarcerated. Ten years next year, right? In- <laughs> what do you get? For for 10 years you get you know, that's get, a good question when you, you interview mark adam just say what does chad get for 10 years get a hotel room in gallenberg at an attractions pass i think to the aquarium. <laughs> vip right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so whiskey so there was no playbook you had to create all, all you from scratch right there was no playbook well you know i, I think what you do is uh, like any of us do in the roles that we have in our life we always pull from the the learning moments that we've had or the aha moments or really the oh hell what just happened here moment we kind of pull from all those experiences to try to make the best decisions as we can, but I sat on uh, the board of, of many DMOs, and uh, also they sat on the marketing committee for Myrtle Beach for five years. And there, there's a lot of a lot of different aspects of uh, tourism that you you start to see when you're on both sides, the DMO side and the attraction side. So you interact a lot of times with the same people and the same guests, but just yeah. uh, with just a different stream of where yeah. your money coming from and right. different perspective of how you're marketing to these people. Right. But uh, that and you know, I was set on the visit Duluth board. Uh, for for five years, um, getting tourism to that small town. So it's a interesting little little town up there, but right outside of Minneapolis. Minneapolis, yeah, um, yeah. You you pull from a lot of those to try to create. Here's what the best plan is, and everyone votes. This is what the plan looks like, and you yeah. you go for the you go for the gusto to make it successful. You've got a ton of experience. You've consulted with or essentially been the expert in residence for these DMOs. Has there been anything that prepared you for the last, say, 16, 18 months with respect to the COVID pandemic? I'm getting to that next piece of, you mentioned learnings, mm-hmm. right? So, so, I mean, just, just talk in general about that. What's the last 18 months felt like, been like for you? And, you know, what have you learned from that? I, I think what you learn is in human behavior. It's an interesting time because what I think you have to be, especially when you're trying to market your destination, is one, you gotta be truthful and you, you gotta be believable and, and you're, 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 you're authentic and you really want to make sure that people feel safe. And then, you know, there's really no guarantee what, what's going on in our world right now. Right. Um, the blessing for us, especially for me, is, you know, I'm, I'm marketing a destination that is surrounded by the, one of the greatest national resources we have in That's America. Right. World Heritage The most side, right? visited national park probably yeah. in the world. If you start to look at the, yeah. you know, the true numbers, uh, definitely in the United States. And in, in and itself, it just has this feeling. It's open. It's spacious. It's, it's clean air. And it, it's safe. And so right out of the gate for me... 
it's an easy sell. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's proven not, to have been right. I mean, it's oh, been a yeah, great abs- 18 months absolutely. as far as results. Yeah, have been absolutely concerned. has. It absolutely yeah. has. You know, we, we've had so many people that have come to the area and for that particular reason, you know, they, they rent cabins and they want to try to distance themselves and be responsible in that in that perspective. And and we've done a lot of things in, in place to make sure that, that they feel that way. Yeah. But uh, but it ha- really has been interesting. Your beach destinations have had a little bit of that because it's still outdoors and right. you know, whatnot. But the mountain destinations have seen a massive influx in visitation. You look at the state parks and the national parks right. across the U.S., their numbers, uh, I mean, are staggering. Right. And so from that sort of point of view, right, in in many ways, this pandemic has potentially created new, back to your word, relationships. It Mm -hmm. may have created new relationships and it may have uh, um, uh, allowed other people to discover something that they may not have thought about before. You know, it's interesting you said that too. And and I think discovery, people are are real creatures of habit. When they find something nice, they they love it and they want to experience it. And then a lot of times those become yearly traditions and they turn into like family generational traditions. And Gatlinburg really is no exception to that. We're a real high repeat destination Mm -hmm. where generations have brought their families for years and years and years. And the product just, it continues to improve, but yet the essence of what it it is a small mountain town continues to stay genuine and I I think people love that but what you did say is very interesting we are seeing a lot of people who'd never experienced that for the very first time and right. so they've come there they find the mountains and it's kind of this aha moment of where's this been I for the last this. 20 years right <laughs> you know? right 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 um, we we do you know like a lot of other destinations we do battle between the families and they're like are we going to go to the beach this year we're going to go to the mountains this year yeah. but uh but we have a lot of people who have found us for the very first time and and they're thrilled yeah so, so you know i just kind of want to pivot over to the personal side too because i think that's important right i mean what what it was helped you get through the pandemic. I, I'm coming across these very interesting stats in preparing for conversations. You know, I think it's like what a quadrupling or, or a 4x in terms of anxiety and mental health issues mm. over the pandemic, which is obvious. You know, with people retreating into the in, into home and sure. and so forth. But for you, just you know, is, is there been something that's kept you inspired through this pandemic? Is there something that you sort of latched onto to kind of keep that inspiration alive coming out of it now? You know, I, I guess it's probably not one specific thing. But for me personally, you know. I I, I, I do a lot of training, I, you know, martial arts in right. my entire life. And so that's always kind of keep me focused and grounded. And so, you know, I, I trained a lot during the pandemic. And, and it's oddly enough, during when we actually, when the world was really shut down. Shut the, yeah, back in March, April. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I was training seven days a week. So it's. Uh, so you sort of throw yourself into that regimen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It, you know, I hope it never goes back to that, but that was a hell of a workout. No, uh, yeah, you know. Seven days <laughs> no, it's something I, I could certainly use. You know, yeah. I'm carrying out the quarantine 15, you That's know, because right. of all that bourbon, well, and I need the, to get back the into that. During the quarantine, I did, uh, you know, you, you know a little bit about my background, Joseph, but I, I yeah. hold uh, multiple Guinness World Records um, and uh, 11 Guinness World Records, to be precise. And majority of those are for martial arts and strength, right? And That's so, right. But during the pandemic, during the actual quarantine, I did a thousand punches a day on a heavy bag for a hundred days. So I did a hundred thousand punches during that during <laughs> that course. It's just crazy. Time. It was just it's crazy. Just, it was just insane. Man, I'm but, glad uh, you shared that because I love you know, your energy, and that's kind of why frustration out. I have to go yeah, out and beat a bag a thousand times. That <laughs> <laughs> is, man. That's why I'm asking. That's why it's great because I mean, you know, Brad Chad is like. Mr. Motivation, right? I mean, he he has the energy. I love his his <laughs> energy and optimism, and 
And it's sort of like, what does someone like him do through something like this? You know, because and now we know. Right. You just Need keep punching bag. things. Forget Peloton. Get a heavy bag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess it never ended for you. You you kept on the. Yeah, it, it is interesting though. You know, with, with our destination though, it, it really it, it even it never really turned off. That's right. It was a small lull for us for just a couple of months, and then really it was, it was like eight weeks, right? It was unbelievable. The inf and you look at our analytics and you see the visitation to the area and to the site. I mean, it literally just started to have a small lull, like everything else did, including the stock market, and then all of a sudden, yeah. our just shot through the roof. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and they there. were they were very blessed for that, and it, it yeah. was a positive surprise. I mean, I don't think anybody really realized mm -hmm. the overall impact of tourism that just that small town in the area, not just Gatlinburg, but Pigeon Forge and Sevierville as, as well. I mean, the county, just those three cities in the county, I mean, they carry the entire state for yeah. tax revenue during yeah. that time. Yeah. So it's, right. uh, it's very, very interesting. I don't think anybody yeah. saw that one coming. Now, right? in, in, in normal <laughs> times, usually that area uh, is still in well in the top 10. We oh, for sure. Yeah. It's but mostly you, in the top five. five. But, uh, yeah. 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 But, yeah, I don't think anybody would saw that coming. Sure. So you know, with with respect to that, then you know, given given it's been more of an acceleration, really a, a, a success in many ways. You know, where do you see this going? I know here at the governor's conference, that's that's a big you know their theme right now is moving forward. Sure. What is that? What is that? What is moving forward? What does the future hold in your opinion for? You know, I, I we when we start to budget attendance and you start to look at visitation of the area. We have so many touch points and so many pieces of data and analytics that we look at, but. It is really hard to predict, especially coming out of such a huge influx of basically non-planned travel to that area. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's going to continue to grow. I don't think it's going to grow at the rate it has grown for sure. us. But but what I do think is that you'll have people who found the place for the very first time. And, and now back. they love it. And that right. really starts to become, you know, part of their, their family tradition. And we're, we're excited about that for sure. What are some things that, that a destination does? Or you certainly can reflect on, on Gatlinburg. Obviously, you've worked with others before, you know, Myrtle Beach. What are some things a destination can do? You know, if they find themselves in a position like Gatlinburg has over the last 18 months where more people are discovering them, what can that destination do to bring those people back? You know, are some things that they can do? It's our job and our and our our privilege to try to, to bring that message and get people to there. And, and I think really we kind of, I don't want to say hand the baton off to someone else, but we shake hands with the hospitality and the, and the people that, that we support for them to make sure they have a great experience, make sure they feel welcome, they make sure they feel safe. And then, then I think they, that that's part of that journey. And then they're, uh, then, you know, then they'll come back, you know, for sure. You know, that would probably have to be my answer in a roundabout way is educating the hospitality industry to make sure that, you know, to, to say thank you. I mean, thank right. you for spending your hard-earned money in yeah. our market. Yeah. So, right. And be very, you know, diligent. And you just be traveler-centric. Yeah, of course. All, yeah. Every step of the way. Post-pandemic adventure. You know, yep. I, I know we, we share a lot of likes, right? We love sure. cars. We love cigars. We love whiskey. Probably a few other things in there that will go unmentioned. <laughs> and, uh, well, we got the top three. We got top three, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, we also love to travel. Yes, uh, absolutely. Is there, you know, assuming the whole world opens back up again, and then we still got some issues. What, right. Like, what are you thinking about? What's your next big, like, global adventure? You know, I, I, love, I love traveling to the U.S. clearly. You know, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that are just so magical about the country that we live in. But I really do love Europe. I, I, love, I love parts of Italy, and I love parts of France. And uh, I'd be very excited to get back and you know kind of you know explore some of those new places and right. you know, some of the old places that i've been to before that now you have to quarantine for right until you're 
40 or 50 years older to be able to go to a cafe. <laughs> yeah. you know? So yeah, yeah the, the world getting back to normal or whatever it's going to look like when it does is yeah. uh, I'm excited to see whatever that is. So. Do you think that's a 2023 thing? Because I mean, everybody's like, look, COVID's going to be around in one shape, form or another. So we're just going to have to live with that. So how do we get back to that? I mean, I mean, it's a great question. You know, I, I think it's really dependent. I was looking at Holland and I mean, you yeah. just cannot get into Holland currently. And if you that's go crazy. to Paris, you got to quarantine for, I don't know, seven to 13 days. And I'm like, do I want to spend 13 days in Paris in a hotel room? I mean, like, could I afford to spend 13 days? In so wait a minute. You, 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 you leave here, you go there, you got to quarantine you there. Quarantine. Even if you're vaccinated, you have to quarantine there. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Wow. So uh, and that, that, you know, these things change on a daily basis. Yeah, but that literally was of about two weeks ago yeah, when a, I checked into a it. Deal breaker. Yeah, just, yeah. You're just kind of looking at various types of things. But yeah, it's an interesting world. So, I mean, what I meant to say is the whole world's closed. You should come to Gatlinburg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's still relevant <laughs> now and it probably will be for relevant. a while. So yeah. Funny. Yeah. Note to the uh, audience. Yeah. Go ahead and help our cause here, both Chad and ours as well at Design Sensory. <laughs> so, yeah. We look go forward to seeing to you in the mountains, man. The mountains are. The mountains are calling. Stories Behind Tennessee Tourism is an original podcast brought to you by Design Sensory. We are a full-service integrated marketing, advertising, and digital agency. For 20 years, we've worked with startups, small towns, to global brands across a range of industries and business sectors to bring great ideas to life. The production team is Mary Blair, editor Sarah Plemons, producer Brad Carpenter, and I'm your host, Joseph Nother. We have a blast telling these stories, and we can't thank you enough for listening. Our hope is that you've learned something new or been inspired to do something creative. If you have, I'd love it if you'd share it or pass it on. And if you like what you heard, there's more where that came from. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Our handle is at DS underscore moments, or just search for Design Sensory. 